to enter into some matters yesterday. And in the teaching, I established that part of God's power is vested in principles. But the Bible reveals that Jesus upholds all things by the word of his power. When we talk about the word of his power, we're talking about the authority of his mouth. The authority through which a creation was fashioned. Part of that authority was released into principles for the purpose of sustainability. Now, these are principles of life. It is too late for you to fight against it. It is sustained by the power of God. And what we need to do is to study these principles that are already in force so that we can align ourselves adequately and become recipients of the power that they hold. If you violate these principles, you lose your covering. And there's a level of exposure that comes to you. And so in this season where we are teaching about spiritual covering, we need to bring to the fore biblical principles. These principles are traceable from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. They stand out in scripture as a principle that shall guide the lives of men. We introduced the first one yesterday and we have decided that we will uh, also adopt the book of Proverbs as our textbook in sorting out these principles because the book of Proverbs seems to be a collocation of such principles for living. So we are still in the first principle which is called the principle of honor and uh, we are going to work on it very deeply so that you will see uh, the sequence of thought which is um, a priority on the mind of God. Uh, so let's begin from the book of Proverbs chapter 3 because we said Proverbs will be our reference point. So in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 we see the principle of honor there. So we'll take our reference from the book of Proverbs and then we'll build the case all across scripture from the book of Genesis down through scripture in order to establish the principles that we talk about. And if there is sufficient time, I will also show you from scripture what happens to people that violate each of the principles that we'll be raising. The Bible is prophetic and instructive. It is, it is so um, graphic in the provision of examples that anyone that wants to operate under the guidance that is in Scripture is not going to miss his way. Hallelujah. All right, so let's begin from the book of Malachi chapter 1. Uh, trying to deeply entrench the principle of honor. In Malachi chapter 1, beginning from verse 6 through to verse 9. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? 
And if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts, unto you? O priests that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? And in, in that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. Next verse. And if he offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if he offer the lame and the sick, you know, you want to bring a sacrifice to God, you look for the sick one, the one that the sick seed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person, said the Lord of hosts? Go on. Nine. And now I pray you, beseech God, that he will be gracious unto us. These have been by your means. Will he regard your persons, said the Lord of hosts? Is the principle upon the argument that is on the table, the warning that was coming to the house of Israel from uh, the mouth of prophet Malachi was on the subject of honor. He said that uh, temple practice and temple sacrifice no longer carries the stature that is supposed to hold because the kind of offerings we bring, we bring the blind, our blind, a blind calf for sacrifice. Even we ourselves have rejected it, but we feel it can go for God. The idea is not even the offering or is the fact that he no longer has honor. Are you there? Now, if we go on, this is Malachi chapter 1. And you know the golden scripture of Titan is in Malachi chapter 3. It's the same subject of honor that is still rolling until Malachi chapter 3. Because God now brings a case of robbery. It brings a case of robbery. And the reason why it is easy to rob God is because we do not understand the concept of tithing. Now, there is a word used in scripture that I need to uncover to us. If you hear it with your ears, the meaning you will make out of that word will not be the exact biblical meaning. And that word is called accursed. Have you seen it in your Bible? The accursed thing. Now, if you hear it, you will think what it means is something that is cursed. No. It means something that is dedicated. Something that is dedicated to someone else. That's what the Bible calls the accursed thing. The principle of honor follows an understanding of the accursed thing. Are you there? Okay, you didn't get that. Alright, I'll use the scripture to open it up to you. If it makes sense to you, then I will now open up many other things. And then you will see how we have robbed God in many areas of our lives by violating the principle of honor. Come with me quickly. Are you there with me in the book of Joshua? Joshua chapter 7. Beginning from verse number one. Part of my assignment is to teach. 
part of the grace, I think, part of the grace that God has given me is to, if I sit before the scriptures, this, the Bible speaks to me. So I had a very wonderful time fellowshipping with scriptures today on the subject of the principles, the class of principles. And the things I found was even beyond the scope of my previous knowledge. God can be found. God can be your friend. God is on your side. (laughs) Ah, And I need to teach you how to walk with him. Hallelujah. Alright, this is the book of Joshua chapter 7. It said, but the children of Israel commit a, committed a trespass in the what? Accursed thing. Now, give me a moment. I think I need to introduce you to a little Greek, Greek language, or Hebrew language, in order for you to, um, hallelujah. Maybe in the committed trespass in the accursed thing. Now, uh, the word accursed in Hebrew is uh, sherem sherem. And that, the meaning of that is um, a dedicated thing. A dedicated thing. Now, if, if someone here goes to visit an, the altar of Swem, and it takes a goat to worship Swem, after worshiping Swem with that goat, leaves the goat there, now goes back home, and discovers that the goosey soup is preparing, there is no meat in it. He now goes back to the altar of Swem, and retrieves the goat. Um, that goat now is an accursed thing because it is already dedicated to a deity. And the implication of dedication is that it, it can no longer be put to the normal use. It can only be put to a use that the deity that it is dedicated to prescribes. The moment it is dedicated to the deity (laughs) it is only fit for use in the duty or in the description that the deity prescribes if you pick it up and you want to apply it use it in a mundane way you are going to have spiritual problems the deity under whose hand it was released We contend with you. So what we are looking at here, what we are trying to study here is the doctrine, the philosophy of the accursed thing. The Bible says that it was on the account of the accursed thing that the children of Israel committed trespass against the Lord. So, you know, in the book of Joshua chapter 1, we have an executive summary of the subject matter. So now that we are going to read the story, you already know what it is about. Because verse 1 gives us an executive summary on the subject. What we are dealing with in this matter right now is about the accursed thing. In the which the children of Israel committed trespass. Is that clear? Now, I'll need to teach you 
what they are costing is before I show you the principle of honor. Exactly. Because it is in the corridor of their costing that you can understand the principle of honor. The principle of honor is not a standalone principle. It is in the environment of their costing that you can now understand the principle of honor. And are you there? There are curses that accrue to people that do not obey the principle of honor. That's one thing you need to know about God. Okay? Alright, so this is the story. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah took of the accursed thing and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. You see, in this intelligence that we are reading, the family, the individual that was responsible for the crime was known. Are you there? But you see, the implication of that crime was national. It was one man that violated in the issue of the accosting. But the consequence of the violation was not meted out for one man only. The implication was what? National. Do you know that you a violation of this accosting that you might carry out as a father can affect your entire family. And you are still praying in tongues and prophesying. But yet there is a mountain that you cannot move because you have violated one of the principles in the which God has decided to vest his power. You see, you cannot change the principles because they are, they are already ordained. What you need to do now is to study them so that you can align with them and become a recipient of the power that they hold. Even in Israel, God did not spare them when they violated this matter. The anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Oh yeah? Next verse. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Betaven on the east side of Bethel and spake unto them saying go up and view the country and the men went up and viewed Ai and they returned to Joshua and said unto him let not all the people go up but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai and make not all the people go labor thither, for they are but a few. So they went up thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote them about 30 and 6 men, and they chased them from before the gate, even unto Shebarim, and smote them in the going down. 
Wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide. And he was with the elders of Israel and put dust on their heads. And Joshua said, this was his intercession. Alas, O Lord God, whereof hast thou at all brought these people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God that we have been contemned and dwelled on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say? When Israel turn their backs before their enemies. For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and they shall, uh, and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. And what will thou do unto thy great name? This is God now. He caught God's attention. When in his prayer, he said, you know, if we go down, your name too goes down, you know? So it is not a matter that you can be quiet about. Our, our forces turn their backs to their enemies. This is a taboo. The God of Zion does not allow his men fail in battle. So God now came to give him perspective, to give him wisdom. And this was the wisdom of God. And the Lord said unto Joshua, get thee up. Wherefore liest thou doors upon thy face? This is not the posture I'm expecting you to have right now. Israel has seen. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I have commanded them. For they have taken of their custom and have also stolen and dissembled also and they have put it even among their own stock. See, this is the diagnosis of the failure in battle that Israel suffered. They have sinned on the account, on the issue of their cursed thing. Are you still with me? And we saw when we read out the Hebrew word for accursed, it means dedicated things. I hope you know God is the creator. Do you still remember that? Now, so God in his own wisdom, God in his own authority, he, he is the one that gave the commandment of the accursed thing. And I will draw your attention to it in a moment of time. So when God gives you a harvest, he is expecting that you will not touch 10% of your harvest. Because 10% of your harvest is, is his. It's an accursed thing. Are you there? When we go into the Garden of Eden, which we are going to go very soon, you are going to see the commandment that God gave to Adam in the midst of the garden. He said, of every tree that is in the garden, thou shalt eat thereof. But the tree which is in the midst of the garden, thou shalt not eat of it. They are costing. 
For in the day that thou eatest them, it is God that created all the trees. Are you there? It is in your hand and your power to use all the trees in the garden. But there is one tree that you will need to avoid. That's the principle of the accursed thing. If you are no longer interested in all the trees and your interest now is in the tree that I ask you to avoid, you will commit trespass in the matter of what? Of the accursed thing. So, are you there? So when you decide to avoid that which God said is a curse, it means that you have honored God. So God says, I'm giving you 100%, but 10% is a curse. It's dedicated. It's mine. When you now take 10% and use it for a mundane use, it means you have taken that which is mine and you have deployed it for use outside of my consent. You have committed trespass in the dedicated things. Are you there? And I'm going to show you patriarchs of old. That were exposed to some circumstances, even in strange lands that was far away from home, they still maintained the principle of their costing and ensured that God had the honor he wanted to receive from his creation. Are you with me? So Titan comes is one of the little Items in the broad category of the accursed thing. When you give God his due, it is because you have an understanding that this one is dedicated. This is God's portion. If you violate God's portion, you are guilty of trespass in the accursed thing. So I'm going to show you several contexts and you will see that there was an understanding that the patriarchs had. Such understanding that we need to imbibe in our time. If you are still with me, say, Amen. Okay. Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accosting and have also stolen and dissembled also and they have put it even among their own stuff. It is not their stuff even though it looks like the other ones. Do you understand it? You see, the 10% that you are supposed to give to God, it looks like the other ones. So, if you put it together, it will look like your stuff. But from God's perspective, that which you have stolen. You have stolen. You have broken into my estate and you have put some of my property with yours. This is a crime for which God allowed 3,000 men to fall in the face of battle so that this principle can be entrenched in the heart of every Israelite. They are cursed thing.
Can we go on? I'm, I will show you more of those kind of things as we proceed in the study. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. See, they became cursed because they did not lay to heart to preserve their cursed things and allow it to be for God only. So there is no way you can tamper with their cursed things and you yourself will not be cursed by doing so. So when we go to study Titan, you are going to see God is saying, you are cursed with a curse. The reason is because you are tampering with the accursed thing. When you, you make available to God that which is dedicated to him by his laws, by his covenant, by his commandment, it means that you honor God. Even though you had needs, but because your understanding was superior to your sense of need, you still gave God his portion, meaning that you honored him in their cursed things and you did not trespass into their cursed things so you are not a thief so many people have lived in the kingdom of god without any sense of responsibility but it is difficult for you to do that if you are a bible student because you are going to see that the god of the bible has ideals the god of the bible has principles and if you want to profit from your relationship with him, you will need to subscribe to his ideals and to his principles. One of them is you must not trespass in the issue of what? Of the accustings. Let me take you on a journey. Are you there? Take you on a brief journey quickly. Um, I believe the best of all the journeys that illustrates this matter most clearly can be drawn from the book of Genesis chapter 39. We'll begin from verse number 3. Genesis 39 verse number 3. And his master, this is talking about Joseph. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord had made all he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight. And he served him. And he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had put, he had, he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he was made, that he made him overseer of his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hands and he knew not what he had. There was no need to take accounts because Joseph was a man of integrity. 
save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after those things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, lie with me. And he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master would not what is with me in the house. He doesn't know what is with me in the house. And he had committed all that he had in my hand. And there is none greater in this house than I. Neither had he kept back anything from me but thee, the accustomed. Just like God gives you everything, then there is a requirement. He said, this one, you shall not eat of it. And Adam's first mistake was that he violated the principle of the accusing, so he did not give God honor. He said, my master has kept everything under my hand. I manage his estate. He doesn't even need to take accounts, do accounts. He has seen that his efforts to audit my activities is just a waste of time because the books are kept. The estate is enlarging. The hand of God is upon the entire enterprise because of me. It is only you that he has kept beyond my reach. Now, this is a patriarch. These people knew the principle of their custom. Meanwhile, it is as an unbeliever, unbeliever mentality, you can say that, okay, if the guy has affairs with Potiphar's wife, do you know that she will recommend for his promotion? Maybe to even adopt him. Because in all the story of Potiphar, we're not told that he has children. So it may be that this is beautiful wife was barren. So he can press for adoption. And the guy will have his, the status of an adopted, of an, of an Egyptian. But you see, the status he would have had is nothing compared to what eventually God made him. Any bad gain that you make with Satan is such shortchanging your destiny and your potential. Joseph understood he was the keeper of the estate. And that's how material and financial prosperity is. He belongs to our master and he gives you to manage. He gives you to manage not for yourself. He gives you to manage in order for his purposes on the earth to prosper. So you are a manager of kingdom resources. Just like Potiphar made Joseph the manager of kingdom resources. And in this management, there is a principle that you must not forget, which is the principle of the accosting. It is not everything that God is saying you can manage. There are some things that are off limits. Those things are dedicated things. They belong to the master. You will begin to have issues the moment you commit a trespass in the matter of the accosting. Don't expect that there will be a fair weather after you begin to violate the principles that protect their accustomed. 
The next time you receive an alert of 1,000 naira, just know that all the individual 100 nairas, the 10 hundred nairas, they all look the same. Huh? But one of it is not yours. <laughs> Don't think about it. Just look for how to pay. And keep paying. Nobody will supervise you. That's why nobody supervises Akan. But the effect of Akan's violation affected the whole nation. That they had to cast lots. That night. They, you know, Joshua was in the, in the temple. It was before the active evening. When he rose up from the place, they began to cast lots in the night. To find which family this violator came from. That story in the book of Joshua chapter 7 is a graphic illustration of how that a man that violates the issue of their custom will never go unpunished. There will be a lot that will be casted. Lots in destiny. Lots in promotion. Lots will be casted. And you will be found out. No matter how hard you try to hide yourself. The curse that follows a man that violates their custom is a bitter curse. And it's like a, a laser-guided missile. It doesn't miss his target. You don't know how merciless reproach is. You don't know how merciless reproach is. You don't know how merciless Limitations that are associated with lack of finances. They are merciless limitations. A man that begins to operate the principle of honor has come to an understanding of the fact that no matter how much he earns, a little disaster that visits the family can consume all of your salary in two weeks. Do you still remember the lesson we learned from COVID? It means it shows us how weak we are. Because you just breathe in and you breathe out and then they say you are sick. So the air that you breathe in can become the reason for your sickness. The food you eat. People don't have food or you have. And then you ate the food and that's how your sickness came. The last time I went for, for, for check, medical checkup. The doctor told me, your days with coke, your marriage with coke has ended based on what you were seeing in the results. So even though I have money to buy coke, in fact, today I was offered coke and coke, asked my wife, coke is my drink. That bun is black and he's sweating from the, from the freezer. Jesus Christ. There is a taste inside. Oh my God. That you'll not find anywhere else. I was giving coke today when we went to the hospital. I looked at it, but you see, the doctor has spoken. Even in the issue of health, in order for you to stay healthy, there are accursed things that you don't trespass into. Such is the principle of life. When you violate in the matter of the accursed things, there is a system of lots that will be casted and you will be found out. And your portion it's going to be, there will be evidence in your life that there is reproach. Because when the covering of God that should come under, come on men that honor God, when that covering is taken from you, 
there will be evidence that there is reproach in your life. Have you seen that the race is not to the swift? The fact that you are the most intelligent. Are you with me? The fact that you are the most intelligent in our midst doesn't mean that the output of your life is going to be the best. It is the man that obeys kingdom principles and aligns with kingdom order that eventually becomes a recipient of God's mercy. And that mercy becomes the reason why he stands out. God will always fight to ensure that those that are in alignment with him stand out over and against circumstances and situations that be devil people. Are you there? Now, he said, there is none greater in this house than I, neither had he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife. You belong to him. You are dedicated to him. Your life is with him. If I touch you, I will be guilty of trespass. You are a dedicated item. He is the only one that can explore you lawfully. So even though you make yourself available for free, I have wisdom enough to know that this is forbidding territory. That's a man that understands the principle of what? They are costing. And God began to take me today from scripture to scripture to scripture. When you honor the principle of their costings, when you obey it, the reason why you obey it, in fact, that is an evidence that you honor God. Exactly. And that's why we started with Proverbs, which says, honor the Lord with your substance. And with the first fruits, you know, that's tight. Of all your increase. So what is the consequence? It says, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And thy presses shall burst forth with new wine. Alright? If you are living according to the covenant, you will not be a victim of the economy. God will make a way for you. The blessings of the Lord, the Bible says, it makes rich and he added no sorrow to it. When others are crying that the economy is biting hard, you will be singing a different song because the hand of God is going to help you to sail. There is something called divine involvement. And it is occasioned by alignment to the commandments and the principles of God. He says, he has not kept anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against Potiphar? Is, is that what you have there? It is God that established the principle of honor by 
you and I not violating, not committing trespass in the issue of their custodians. So if I am refusing to violate the principle of the accursing so that I can give God honor, it is not because of man. I'm doing it because of my understanding of God's law and God's way and God's commitment. Meanwhile, the woman in question here is an Egyptian that does not share the same philosophy that Joseph shares. Are you, are you with me? It will also interest you to know that when Joseph went into Egypt, Joseph had no Bible. Are you there? He had no what? There was no Bible with him for him to make reference and say, okay, uh, these are the things I should do. He was well taught such that he held the values of the teaching and the discipleship he received in a strange land where those concepts don't exist. Joseph became a, an instructor to the woman because the woman obviously did not understand the laws of God. He said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Are you there? So if you trespass in the issue of the accusing, you are guilty of two count charge. One is you are guilty of great wickedness. You are also guilty of what? Sin against God. A man that is guilty of great wickedness. If they throw him into a mob, he's not likely to survive. If the police, they say, okay, on Wednesday, he's told here. Friday, he's told here. Sunday, when people went to church, he looted three houses. And then the police now apprehends him. Wait for everybody to come back from church and say, this be the man that falls upon your property. Before they finish the presentation, you know what will happen to him. Because he's guilty of great wickedness. That's what happens when we violate, transgress in the issue of the accosting. We are guilty of great wickedness and sin against God. Are you there? Let me move you further. Let me move you further. Let me move you further. So that you become accountable. You don't need to preach to me now. And say, can you pay your tithe? It doesn't matter the amount. It doesn't matter the amount. While I was still in the service, my allowance for housing was 15 million. Chief Don, were you aware of that? My allowance for housing was 15 million. Did you ever see me rent house 15 million in this town? Good. I paid the tithe of that and more without supervision because Joseph said, the moment I sleep with you, in the eyes of God, I'm guilty of great wickedness and what? Sin against God. He didn't even mention Potiphar. I was expecting somewhere that Potiphar's day will be captured in that presentation, but it has nothing to do with Potiphar. I am guilty, great wickedness, and sin against God. So, I don't need supervision to be told to give God his portion. Because some people say, oh, when you start paying tight, your salary is 30000 and you pay tight. Your salary is, um, 
is uh, 25,000 and you pay tithe. That is very... Okay. Your salary is 25,000 and you pay tithe. That's easy. When it starts becoming 1 million, 2 million, it becomes a big chunk of money. It's not the amount. This matter we are talking about issues from a state of heart. I pay tight more than 15 million. Okay? How much is that? One, huh? 1.5? Yes, I've, I've, I, I do more than that. You know, I mean, I've gone beyond the tight level because in the Old Testament, the requirement was tightening. But in the New Testament, the requirement is consecration. That means you and yours. What you are and what you have belongs to God. So God can come, come to me, and it happens every week. Are you with me? God comes to me every week. It's that frequent now. I say, give this person 500,000. Give that one. Because all I have and all I am is his. Meanwhile, you will not get to where I am if you don't start from titan. Titan is the old level requirement to prepare you for consecration. Before you gain admission into the university, you must have passed your old level. You got maths, you got English, the basic courses. And in addition to maths and English, you have three other courses in, in the preference of the discipline that you choose to study in. Are you there? So you must have been a master of titing before you can come to a point where the Holy Spirit will visit you and say, he does that every week. And I don't want to say some things on air. I can say them out, um, off camera. The actual statistics of what I have given this, where are we today? Today is what? Wednesday. So I start from last Wednesday to this Wednesday. I have the statistics. I'm good with figures. Alright? Every week, God comes, say, here, there. I can be talking with somebody and he say, okay, then I'm not hearing the person. He just say, okay, make sure you give like that. So that's where I am now. I'm not on titan level. I'm fully consecrated to God. Property, I'm not a slave to property or a slave to coins. Jesus owns me and my coins. Are you there? That's where I am. And that is why there is nothing in heaven and on earth that God cannot give to me. Because there is nothing he can, he, he, he asks that he knows that I will refuse him. So there is nothing, nothing, nothing God cannot give to me. You want to walk in prosperity, I will tell you hard facts. You know, I don't, I don't like preaching it because I don't want to abuse it. It is in the Bible, but most of what is preached that is called prosperity is not balanced. It don't calm down. Calm down. Let's go into Bible study. You will find that most of what is preached is half-baked. It will lead you astray. It will make mammon your God. I have prospered by the hand of God. I, you, you are witnesses that I, I was in the oil industry before and I retired in 
2020. My life is 10 times better than what it was in the oil industry. Meanwhile, when we started that job, we couldn't imagine anything greater than it. We just felt, hey! In fact, hallelujah. Are you there? Oh my God. One day I was talking with my colleagues. I said, I know one day God will come to me and ask me to resign so that I can do full-time ministry. Somebody just called me and said, come. My God just called. He, he heard it. He called me. He said, he said, sit down. Pastor, sit down. So I sat down. Then he said, this job that you are doing, how many people from your local government have this job? He said, Justin. I said, I'm the only one. I said, okay. How many people from your state have this job? I said, we are three. Me and two others. That means, imagine the whole of zone A. One. Eh? He said, if I want to resign, I should go to zone A. All, all the people in my zone and tell them that I have one job, eh? That is only me that has in the entire political, <laughs> the political district. I'll tell them that I want to leave. <laughs> When he said that, fear gripped me and I told God, Kai, this, <laughs> this, is, this is the reality of this matter. But you know what? Before the time to leave came, God had removed the job from my heart. So it was a, 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 an easy thing for me to do. I'd proven God much more in, and I could trust him. Ah, he had done some strange things. So, when he said I should leave, I, in fact, the job was a burden, was like sickness. So when he said leave, I said, hey, I, I resigned and came out. When I came out, God showed me that the job was nothing. And I was privileged to go to the bank in Abuja, one of those banks in Abuja. I saw one of my colleagues. Ah, that was when I knew that God had helped me. Hmm. You see, we were following God. We didn't know that. We, we don't know what is happening outside. Tony, you have to give everybody break. Eh? Like some 18th of December, shut down. Let them go around town and find out. Most of you don't know what is <laughs> Jesus. I saw my colleague. Ah. Anything you are experiencing now is not the best God can do. I went to preach in Lagos and a businessman just cleared his car from the port. The car still had, uh, you know, when you buy a new car, it has, the seats are in leather bags. Everything is in leather bags. The car had leather bags. Chief Don, can you relate with what I'm talking about? So, he now said, since I'm around, let them use that, his car, to Carry me around in Lagos. So we wanted to take a flight. They now took us to the airport. Police people saw us and they just saluted them. Because they, there was no, they, among all the cars that passed there, no, there was no car like that. They just. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So when we now opened the door of the car, they saw that the, the leather bags were still there. Ah, the hand remained up. It was an international flight, so we went and traveled. 
By the time we were coming back from that trip, God had visited that man and told him that that car belongs to that pastor. That's my white car that you are seeing. That's the story of that white car. Nobody in my office has it. That's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Nobody. In that my oil, oil industry. If you have that car, including the number one man in the estate. If the man has the car, he stole the money. In fact... I kept the car for one month. I didn't drive it. Because I was expecting him to call me and say, it was manipulation. They, he's not sure of the voice that, that, that spoke. So I don't want to start enjoying it. Then the call will come and say, hey! It will be a very emotional situation. So I kept it for one month. After one month, when I wanted to drive it, I called him. I said, Oga, I'm driving that your car. He said, ah! He has even forgotten about it. I said, yeah. That I should stop calling him about that guy. I forgot forgotten about it. What? So I knew indeed God had moved on his heart to release that gift into my life. And I don't need to tell you that I'm the only one that has it in Makodi. You know, I don't need to tell you that. In the wilderness, in the desert... Is this, is this not the Makodi that they say nothing good comes out of? I am not, that parable is not true in my life. It's not true. Somebody was coming in from one country and he said, Pastor, name anything you want so that I can bring for you. Really, I didn't have any need. What do you want? I checked. There was nothing. In the market that they say, see, let us operate with principles. In three years' time, you will thank me. This thing I'm preaching, you will come to my office and say, thank you. I have proven what I'm teaching you. I've left the realm of accustings. I am a consecrated being. My coins and my life are his. And God will never ask you to sow a seed to support somebody if the harvest is not in view. I have seen it again and again. Sometimes he will ask me to sow an amount in the morning and then in the evening someone will sow the same amount into my life. He did that for a long time. So I now got the gist that what you give does not really live your life. Huh? And that in the kingdom, the way he runs the kingdom is that he walks through the liberal people. The man that is willing to give, you will discover that he, he will be the man that will always be giving. Because he will always be having. For the Bible says that a liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall himself be watered. The man that is stretching his faith to give will be the man 
that will always be having. And so everybody will, still, will be resorting to him for giving. Instead of them to desire. Okay. Um, how? There's another plane of life. It begins with recognizing the accursed things and operating in the principle of honor. Did you get that? Please don't forget. If you forget everything, don't forget this. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 2. We'll begin from verse number 15. As I try to round up. So this is the first principle. We are trying to entrench it and to establish it in your heart. So that you begin to operate it. I will come up with the other principles. There are other principles. I, I am in, uh, from yesterday night, I started Proverbs chapter, the book of Proverbs again. I'm in chapter 15 now. Right? I will read it three more times. So that the next time I come, I will show you all the principles in the book of Proverbs. Because they are there. They are scattered, but they are there. Principles of life. They are right there. God has vested his power in those principles. The moment you align with them, the power that is held in those principles will be released on your life. Are you with me? And do, do you know what? What we are talking about here is when God begins to lift you because you are operating his principles, it doesn't matter who hates you. Do you understand? It doesn't matter who doesn't like your thing. So you can actually ignore people that don't like you because people will not like you. Some people will not like you forever. It doesn't matter what you do. If you like, take a bag of beans there. The moment he reaches, they'll say, so he wants to say we are hungry. There's nothing you can do. Calm down. Only God can be our God, all, our, all of us. Only God can play that role. Hallelujah. Don't get worked up because people don't like your thing. They will never like it. But in spite of their envy, you can still ride on the wings of the grace of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A lot of people, you know, are you there? So once in a while, we get text messages from strange people. They say, okay, you, we hate you. We are going to kill you. I was telling you, don't. they sent one yesterday. We hate you. We are going to kill you. Let me give you an analysis. The man you are seeing here is not afraid of death. What I have seen in glory, no man born of woman can be the reason for my death. No. You are too small. No man. I have walked in glory. I have seen the glory that God has kept for me. What I am doing now is that I am walking towards it. I have seen it already. I've seen the pool, the pool of men in eternity and where I stand. I've seen it. The place where God put me, if I can walk faithfully, huh? only few men in the sea of, of the river of time can attain to that level. I've seen it. So I'm not afraid of living. No. That's not my fear. Even today I have talked with Jesus. Today. I know the reality of the afterlife. I know it. I have not lived for myself. My children had 
a room for the first time in their life last year. My children didn't have a room in my house until last year. Oh, you might see me with white suit or, you know, suit. You see, uh, only God knows. So let's leave it for him. A human being cannot say we will kill this one. You know why? God, only God knows my value. Only God knows how many people my life touches. If the people that want to kill me cannot feel the gap of becoming that channel to reach those people. Those people will die before they finish conceiving that, that. Do you understand it? Ah, so I don't pray evil prayer that, hey, you will die. No, 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 no. I, my own, it happens without talking. Because I know the life I've lived. So we receive such messages and we laugh. Like if only this person knows that this is not just a preacher, this is not just a man of God, the type they have on Facebook. This one has link with heaven. Should I tell you some terrible stories? Okay. I was invited somewhere to preach. So I now said, okay, I will not be able to come the first day. Let Tony go and represent me, Pastor Tony. So when he went there, the people felt insulted. And the person that was the chairman of the committee putting up the meeting said many strange things. The moment he finished that saying, he was struck with cancer. Now, there are stories I don't tell you people. So they brought him to my office. When we were in that place, we just finished service. And Tony said, that man, he didn't know how to put the story. Uh, there's a man. He has cancer. So I now discovered it was because of the things he said that God struck him. They said, I should pray for him so that God will remove. I said, I'm not, I wasn't even there. I didn't know. That the man spoke. So how is this still related to me? The person doing the judgment was present when you were doing your talking. The man you were talking about was not there. So how are you coming to him now? What makes you think I have authority over your situation? So I now say, Lord, if he has repented, please have mercy on him. If he has not repented, do not have mercy. And the man died few days after that prayer. Are you with me? You don't need to do any additional thing for, for protection once you are in alignment with God. There, there's a certain preacher. He took my messages so he will place a part of it and then they will post it. Then he will criticize me. That was his, that's how he, he preaches in his church. I didn't know. How did I know? Is, I knew when he had an accident and his, his skull broke, his brain came out. Then the people he used to preach to, one of them ran to me and said, we are sorry. I, I didn't even 
know. We are sorry for sitting under that teaching. We are sorry. I said, Me, I'm not aware of the teaching. Okay. Lord, this man is confessing something I don't know about. Can you attend to him? Be merciful to him. Many men have died. You don't need to do anything or pray one kind of prayer. No, no. Walking with God alone provides immunity. It puts your, your life apart. It covers you. Even demons, devils, Satan cannot reach you. We are going to pray in a moment of time. And ask that God will make us wise by the scriptures. You know the Bible says that God revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by his word. By his counsel. That's what we are going to ask. That God will reveal himself to us by his word. Hallelujah. So we'll receive all kinds of messages. People, some people are angry that, I don't know what they're angry for anyway, but you know what? Work with God. And it doesn't matter what people think about you. God is your covering. Hallelujah. We'll pray in a moment. When I sense the, the anointing, I will now release a blessing on your life. Okay, Pastor Dan sent a question here. Okay, we have a question here. He said a major question for someone who is ready, who really wants to pay their tithe is where? Where do they pay it? If I want to be frank with you, I will tell you the real answer. And the real answer is you pay it where you are led to pay it. Exactly. Because for some of you sitting here, God might lead you to pay it somewhere other than where you are sitting. And I don't have any problem with that. Are you, I just wanted to be truthful. I know what people normally say on this matter. That you pay where you are being fed. It's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's just, it's just one of those modern pastoral ways of ensuring no, the truth on this matter is that wherever God leads you and I'm aware that 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 place may not be here. If it's here, no problem. But the question is compliance. That's the real issue. That you are you are complying with the principle. That is the issue. And uh, we also need to say it quickly that tight pain is all level requirement. 
Because it's your first point on your journey towards absolute consecration. Exactly. So, second question that Dan raises is, okay, just in case the person is felt that is felt that is in RCN, is it in the pastor's account, church account, where? Number two, that also requires leading. It requires leading. It requires leading. It can be to the pastor's account. If that's what you are led to do. But the idea is be faithful. You don't need someone to visit you in the house before you would hey, hey. No. Be faithful. That is the issue. Someone can be led and say, okay, he's Pastor Joe Great. So he goes and picks the account. Doesn't tell him why he picked the account. The thing is, now that you know, be what? Faithful. I've worked with the Holy Spirit for a while. Alright? I have I have experience in the way he speaks. I know the scriptures a little. And I can tell you on these matters you need to be led. Exactly? Meanwhile, I'm telling you this not because I, I am in doubt of what the traditional position of pastors. But you see, if we are going to raise people to really walk with Jesus, we need to say the truth in the most sincere and selfless way. God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Should I round up with something? Pastor Dan, are you satisfied with my answers? All right. Pastors, don't be very selfless in your delivery of truth. You will prosper more than other people if you are like that. I speak in parables. Can we pray? If I hit one level in the anointing, then I want to release a blessing this evening. And I have like um, 15, 20 minutes to do that. So what we'll do is we'll pray in tongues. Then I will shift from current anointing that I'm walking in to another level of the anointing. And then from that point, I will begin to release a blessing on your life. Okay, sorry, sorry, sit down. Sit down, I'm very sorry. We will do the prayers for 15 minutes, okay? Let's give the people online an opportunity to ask questions on this subject. You have five minutes. Uh, the person on the desk, you will do well to put any question that comes in uh, on the board so that we can attend to it. And um, before you begin to ask your questions, just know that I don't have answers to all the questions in the world, okay? Once you know that, then you can ask your question. <laughs> Once that is, is, is known, 
that I don't have all the answers. There can, there can be a question that I, I may not be able to answer. If you know that, and then you can go on. So, do we have any question online? Participants on the issue? Is it tightening issue? Is it... Because I don't want you to miss this series. And I want everyone to begin to implement it. Okay? If we have any question, you can put it on the board. And then we'll look at it from the look of things with the time on our hands. We might only be able to attend to one question. Quickly, online. When you delay in payment, is there a percentage you have to add up when you delay in payment? There is a biblical position for this, and uh, this is actually part of one of the classes we are supposed to have. It's a huge matter. Meanwhile, are you there? Meanwhile, let me give you a hint. So I'm going to answer this question in a full Bible class, not just in passing, okay? There is a full Bible position for this level of compliance and we'll raise it up in a full bible class but this is the thing the moment the money hits your account before you think about the money and your problems and who is in the hospital who needs oxygen before you begin to think of it pay the tax what i found is that if you don't do it Immediately, you will not be able to do it. Before you start reasoning. Exactly. Alright, so, but the answer to the question is, is one of the modules. Uh, it's a very robust presentation. And we are going to take it in one class. He said, can you use your tithe to help someone in their need? No. You don't have authority over the accursed thing. You don't go to swim. You give him a goat and then come to swim and say, Swim, somebody's hungry. Oh. You don't have authority over the dispensing of the accursed thing. The, the person that is hungry, is, you are not the person's God. Hallelujah. Are you the person's God? Yeah. <laughs> so, Allow the person to find his life. You obey the principles of the word of God. Okay? Does not paying tithe qualify one for hell? No. Tithing is not a salvation issue. Is it connected to your salvation? It's not a salvation issue. So it doesn't have bearing on your eternal destiny. So, and this is the position of scripture. Whenever you um, read all the scriptures that have to do with Titan, there is no one linked to eternal damnation. And the reason why we believe things is because it is rooted in scripture. Uh, a, a man of God's statement that is unbiblical is not true. 
So maybe that's the position of a man of God. But if there's no root in that statement in scripture, it doesn't qualify as truth. Okay? So, um, paying of tithe is not sal- a salvific issue. Yeah? Please, sir, can you comment on giving first fruits? First fruits is one of the items in this principle of honor. So it is a class by itself. Alright, so I don't want to touch it casually. It is a concrete preaching and I want it to be out there so that people that want to begin to align their lives will have an opportunity and, you know, materials of reference that they can um, work with. Yeah? Final scripture because we are one minute out of time. Victor, if you got into uh-uh, big debt suddenly and God helps you to start recovery, are you meant to pay tight of your increase in that season also? You got into debt. Now, are you with me? The reason why you even got into debt in the first place is because you made financial decisions without God. Now that you want to recover, you still want to remove God from the equation and then attempt to recover as though it is by power. How many of you have ever been in debt before? You, you know how steep that mountain is for you to climb to the top. Restore God's position in your new season and see God take you beyond debt into a good land wherein flows milk and honey. Okay? Alright, so last question, last question, and I will be. So what can I do if the pastor of my church monitors my tight card? And God has been leading me to pay somewhere else. You will need to decide if your pastor is God or God is your pastor. If you miss paying your tithe for some months in the year, how can you restitute or God has forgiven you? No. There is a biblical method of restitution. And I'm going to present it to you very clearly. Are you there? And we'll talk about first fruits and all those other um, covenant dynamics. Run on this template for 2023. In December, we'll come and compare notes. Right? I want to finish this teaching before 2023. And if I cannot finish some of the days in January, I will take them before we go into the spiritual warfare teaching. Right? Then obey it for one year. After one year, come and let's compare notes. You will see that there is something called blessing. That thing called blessing is true. You will see it. So can we pray? We'll just pray in tongues for a while. If we can climb in corporate uh, faith, an anointing will be released. I want to make declarations under the influence of that anointing. It is God's good will for you to prosper. Please help me tell your neighbor, it's God's good will for you to prosper. 
for you to walk in abundance for you to have all that is needed to fulfill the will of god for your life it is god's good will for you to be a blessing for your neighbors to come seeking your impute in their lives that is the will of god god wants to bless you so that you can become a blessing so that people in your family if they want to go to school they will need to come to you and say do you know we want to go to school then you say okay accept jesus you know a man that gives out can he can detect the drum beat so okay before we go into this arrangement can you kneel kneel down before jesus kneel down you know there are many ways of many styles of evangelism the one you go on the street and say he died for you jesus and then there's the one you say kneel down <laughs> God will make you that influential hub in your family in the name of Jesus. The ones that don't want to follow Jesus, they will stand afar off and know that if we go there, uh, he will say we should go to church. And since we are allergic to church, very soon it will down on them that they are the only ones that are allergic to church. It will down everybody. Influences of God. Yes, that you wield influence is of God. People are talking. The moment you stand up, they stop. I mean, in your family. Meanwhile, there are old men that they, they can't talk again. The reason is because God has made you influential. If you turn your back on the family, darkness will fall on it. God will bring you to that place in the name of Jesus Christ. In a moment of time, we are praying until next year, right? And we are asking that Lord, make next year not as tight as 2020 was. Give me room. Give me space. Make me arrive at Rehoboth. That place where you make room for my destiny. You make room for my life. Give me room. Give me room in the name of Jesus. Give me room. Give me space. Let the place of my tent be enlarged. Let my presses burst forth with new wine. Let there be evidence to show that indeed in you we live and in you we move and in you we have our being. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank mm-hmm. you.